For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to talk about something, Denard, that is going to have a pretty big impact for the Titans 2021 season when we look into what the Titans decide to do with the offensive and defensive coordinator positions. So just to get us going, before we get in to all that, Denard, how was your weekend, man? Hope you had a long Happy extended weekend celebrating Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yeah, it was great. You know, just had a chance to celebrate Dr. King's birthday and just remember his lineage and remember everything that he uh, stood for. And it really was a time to really reflect on where we were as a country and where we're at today. And we've made a lot of progress, but and unfortunately, we seem to We've gone back, so I hope that with the inauguration being tomorrow, uh, I'm sure hoping and praying that this will be a country that will move forward. So, again, you know, and I think we have a lot to uh, be thankful for, uh, knowing that this man actually walked uh, on this earth and he was a part of a, a lot of our lives and, and his legacy still lives today. So it was a really great weekend. and and. Again, I'm just uh, very fortunate to be living and seeing uh, no matter what we're going through. It's just really awesome to be a part of this experience. I think that's very well said, Denard. And to get us going into today's show, you know, one of the things we were kind of curious about was what will the Titans do after that loss to the Baltimore Ravens? Will they go out? Will they hire a D.C.? Will the Titans be having to focus on getting an offensive coordinator? I know it kind of led the show, but... It looks as though Arthur Smith is the next head coach for the Atlanta Falcons, and the Titans have at least interviewed one defensive coach for the defensive coordinator role. So we will get into all of that here, but before we get going, Believe in Titans is presented by betonline.ag, and the Super Bowl is right around the corner. If you're looking for a place to get a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. This past weekend with the AFC divisional round going on, I took the under in the Baltimore-Buffalo game. That one, I felt great. I had the Cleveland Browns plus 10. And there for a while after that play, Denard, where Rashad Higgins took the shot to the dome, fumbled the ball, you had the touchback at the end of the first half. I got really nervous. But then Patrick Mahomes suffered the concussion. Not good for him by any stretch of the imagination, but I will say it allowed me to cover because I was afraid he was going to actually get back in there and, and put up some points. But um, I guess sometimes you you, you just got to take the the win however you can. And, but right. Chad Chad Henney held on for yeah. the the Kansas Michigan. City Chiefs, so they're they're still dancing. But hey, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. 
it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So, Denard, the big news for Titans fans over the weekend. Oh, before I do that, Denard, I want to ask, do you believe, for all our listeners out there as well, I'm just a lot to cram into this show, and as you look at losing Arthur Smith, I know it was not something Titans fans were hopeful or, or were wishing would happen, but it is a great opportunity for Arthur to move up and take that next step in his career. And we'll see what he's able to do in Atlanta. I like that he at least went to a spot to where the Titans are not going to have to face the Atlanta Falcons regularly. If both Mike Vrabel and Arthur Smith are successful, they might see each other once every four years. So it's not maybe twice. It's it's not one of those games that you get every every year. Like if he were to take the Texans head job, which that's a dumpster fire in and of itself. We can get to that at a later date. But, Denard, so with the Titans having to move on with greener pastures for Arthur Smith, what are you thinking that they need to do whenever it comes to filling in his shoes? Because, as we all know, this was a really good year for the offense. Well, let me just say this. It was actually a great year for the offense. This is Basically, what Arthur Smith uh, put together this year was the highest scoring uh, Titans team in the last 16 years. Uh, we saw a like Ryan Tannehill basically just lit it up all year. Consistency, how he did not make the Pro Bowl. I don't understand that consider considering the fact that we had him uh, winning the MVP early, <laughs> early on in the year. And that didn't happen. Well, we don't know yet. But um, then we saw King Derek. We saw him reach two milestones, uh, rushing for over 2,000 yards this season, uh, well, eclipsing the 2,000-yard mark and moving in fourth uh, all-time in Titans rushing history. So this young man who's only 38 years old, Arthur Smith, uh, what a heck of a job. Uh, he, he was able to do this year uh, at that offensive coordinator position. So it, you know, Davey, I was thinking about this. So do we go out and we get maybe uh, Doug Peterson? Maybe we bring him in. Mm, maybe. What about Adam Gates? One of your favorite people. Uh, other than ah! stop, stop. I'm shaking my head. No, I, I know. I just wanted to throw that out there because I said to myself, if they hire Adam, Davey's going to walk off the show, but you know what, Davey, if I'm Tennessee, I don't change. I won't change a thing. You know what I would do? I'm going to stay in house. You know, check this out, D. So in 2019, they gave this young man who started off as a quality control uh, coach at Ole Miss by the name of Arthur Smith a chance to call plays because of a young man who's getting ready, probably on the cuffs of getting ready to play for a Super Bowl title, or at least he has a chance to uh, get there this year by the name of Matt LaFleur. So in 2019, they uh, he left for Green Bay, Coach LaFleur, and then they promoted Arthur Smith. Now, think about this name. What about Todd Downing? You know who that is, don't you? Tight ends coach. What a wonderful, wonderful situation it would be for him to be able to call the plays because think about it. You talk about one position where a coach, he has to know what's going on in the passing game and running game. 
And, you know, when we talk about coordinator, a coordinator is only as good as the coaches that he that he has around him. And I think this is a great opportunity for Coach Downing because he's been in the NFL for 20 seasons. So the question is, is do you stay in-house? You know, I think this would be a great hire. Um, he's called plays before. In 2017, he was the Las Vegas Raiders offensive coordinator. So you know he has the experience of calling plays. So why not? What about Keith Carter, the offensive line coach? We're talking about Derek uh, eclipsing the 2,000-yard mark. Why not hire the guy that's really responsible for him getting all the yards? All them yards. So I'm thinking, man, if I'm the Tennessee Titans right now and I'm John Robertson and I'm Coach Vrabel, maybe I look at some of these great offensive minds you know, that I have on staff right now. Yeah, Denard, as you mentioned that, I mean, you're looking at going with the in-house route. It obviously is, as you pointed out, worked for Arthur Smith. And those are guys that understand the system. They, from all accounts, have a lot of respect with whenever it comes to how they are viewed within the organization. And I, I definitely view them as some possible candidates that I, I'm not going to be surprised one bit if that's what they announce as far as going, we'll say Keith Carter, Todd Downing, I'll throw Pat O'Hara. I'd be, I'd be a little bit more surprised if they went with uh, Pat O'Hara, if you're, you're not familiar as the quarterback's coach yeah. for the, the Titans, but also uh, Tony Dews, who is the running back, running back coach and Rob Moore, the wide receivers co coach. I, I don't expect it to be either of the latter two, but, but there is that possibility. I, I kind of would lean towards Carter over Downing, but I, I would be happy with either one. That's just a, a personal preference just for from kind of looking back at some of the things that they've done in the past. I, I will say, Denard, I think the first name you mentioned, though, was Doug Peterson. And whenever this, I guess, potential hire was more like, all right, we're probably going to have to make this. Peterson wasn't a name that was really coming across my radar. Uh, just because I didn't at the time expect him to be fired as the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. But you have to remember, I mean, this guy took a backup quarterback and beat Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl only three short years ago. It might seem like forever ago, but or I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's after after 2020 times relative, really, when you look at it. But I'm I'm a big fan of Doug Peterson and. Another guy, I, I know if, if people listen to my morning show, I, I can't stand how he manages a game, but I would not mind him one bit as an offensive coordinator, and that was the former head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers in Anthony Lynn. I think yes. there's a lot of respect for Anthony Lynn in this game, just not so much as a head coach. I mean, he's kind of mentioned that he's definitely open to coming back and being an offensive coordinator. His biggest downfall was just how he managed games. Like, it – it just it, it was always kind of infuriating to watch where it's like come on come on man like he, I'm rooting for you here but it, it just there was always a, a disconnect somewhere along the line but there are tons of options out there and so the Titans they are an attractive spot you look at what Ryan Tannehill Derrick Henry AJ Brown you're going to be getting Taylor Lewan back for an offensive line that's been doing really well over the past couple of years. And it, it, it could be one of those things to where they just view the guys in the house. They're like, we've got this rolling. We know Arthur did a really good job, but some of the guys that were underneath him, we think can step up and do just as well of a job. 
it'll be hard to do that just with the productivity that the Titans put up this past year on offense. And, and so who knows? We'll, we'll see. It's going to probably, we'll probably be getting an answer, I think on this matter sooner rather than later, but there are definitely a lot of names out there. I, I have to, Denard, I know you're just trying to get at me for the Adam Gay stuff, but I've, <laughs> I've already, man, I've heard a lot as Tennessee now goes through a coaching search whenever I'm talking about the University of Tennessee. Some people have thrown the name Adam Gase around, and it's like, I, I can't do it. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Just, just please stop saying that name. I know. It's like, and, and I know you, like I said, you're, you're just joshing with me. But the quarterback currently in Tennessee is successful because he got away from Adam Gase. So the fact that you would try to even, uh, if, if anyone's like thinking that, like John Robinson, Mike Brabel, smart enough not to go, go down that lane, but it's just, if someone does mention it, just remember what Ryan Tannehill did in Miami versus what he's doing now and the limitations that Adam Gase can put on a person. But it's, it's enough of that. So, I mean, Denard, are you, I know you're not big on predictions, but is there a, a person that I would just say that you, favor over the others you know listen when you when you have had the kind of success that this team um for the last few years that they've had one of the things i've always said that as an organization is i don't know if i want to go outside and look for something new you know, there's what the old cliche, I don't like to use that because David would get on me. If something is not broke, don't try to fix it. You know, but what I try to do is always make sure that it's getting better. And this team right now, they're on the cuffs, especially this offense of, uh, I don't think that they have really reached their potential as a whole. And I still think there's a lot of room for improvement. And so when I know that, and I'm asking myself as a GM, when I made a decision to hire Arthur Smith, he was a tight ends coach for two years, 2017 and 2018. Matt LaFleur was the offensive coordinator. But then maybe I, I need to say, if, if what I like to do is I like to put myself in the GM shoes and say, you know, Denard, what would you do if you had to make this call? And I'm looking right now at tight ends coach Todd Downing, and I'm saying, listen, he has the experience, okay? This is a man who's his unit. They stepped up and played pretty doggone good this year. John New basically set career highs in receptions. You know, he coached Delaney Walker when Delaney was a Pro Bowl player. We saw Ferkshire. We saw uh, Jeff Swain. Those guys step up at the tight end position. Michael Pruitt. Those guys played, they played lights out. I mean, we have four guys contribute uh, – a great deal to this offense. So maybe I need to sit back and say, listen, if, if Arthur Smith did such, if he, the kind of job that uh, he was able to uh, put together this past year, let's just build on top of it. Let's continue to roll with this thing. And I, and I, when I look at tight ends coach Todd Downing, I'm saying to myself, he has the experience, you know, it's not like this is his first time uh, being a play caller. If he gets hired, you know, so, you know, if a, if a young man uh, who's been coaching for 22 years and 20 years uh, in the NFL, so he has the makeup, I think, of what it takes. And he knows this offense. So he, listen, when you're an offensive coordinator, you don't just call the, you know, you don't just say, listen, this is what I want to run. 
what you do is you're when you're in those headphones, you have your running back coach, you have your receiver coach, and what y'all are doing throughout the course of the game, y'all are basically y'all are putting together a plan. Okay. Once that plan is implemented, what you do is now all of y'all are working together just on one play. You know, a lot of people don't understand the work that goes into being an offensive coordinator. You're collaborating with every coach on your offensive unit. So all of all of y'all together, y'all are all on the same page, you know, every play, because if one coach is off, it messes up the whole offense or vice versa, the whole defense. People just think Arthur Smith, he makes all the calls. No, he's basically he's always asking his assistants, what do you think is best? He's got a coach at the booth uh, upstairs in that booth with binoculars looking down and saying, coach, this is the personnel. This is what I think. And Arthur Smith may say, this is what I think should happen. And so all of them get together collectively and say, how can we come up with, with a plan that will make us successful? And no better way, I think, to keep that momentum generating than to hire somebody that you already know that knows the game plan. They know they know Derek, okay? You know the, the tight ends. And when you're a tight ends coach, you also have to know what goes on on the offensive line. So I think this would be a great hire. If I'm John Robertson right now, I'm telling Todd Downing, listen, I think it's your time. You know, I think it's time for you to basically, you know, elevate your career. This is, a, this is something good for you and your family. And hey, I mean, he's right there. 22 years in the National Football League. You know, I think his time has come where you have to really uh, take in consideration that, you know what, he might be the next great thing for this organization and probably would be the coach that get us over the hump and get us to the Super Bowl next year. When I'm I'm thinking about it, and Denard, as, as you've been kind of going, I've been trying to, I guess, formulate what I would do if I was in John Robinson's shoes. And obviously there are a lot of factors that go into this. I mean, you, you kind of talked about how you have to be on in good standing, be able to communicate with so many different people whenever you do rise to the ranks of being the offensive coordinator and having that familiarity with the system like the Titans have, which you don't have a ton of people in the NFL running their style of offenses, obviously predicated run first set up for the play action and then go from there. If this, this, this is what I would do. If Doug Peterson is willing to take the job and I know things kind of ended on a, a bad foot in Philadelphia, but if everything checks out in the background, like the, the players are like, yeah, it didn't go great, but I still respect the guy. I, I still would, would play for him again. If given the opportunity, I say that's the route you go. But if the Super Bowl winning head coach from a couple of years ago, who has worked magic on offense before decides it's not a good fit, or even if John Robinson doesn't view it as a good fit or Mike Vrabel doesn't view it as a good fit, then I hire Keith Carter or Todd Downing, whichever one I have the most trust in whenever I am in that organization day in and day out. And I'm looking at, all right, this is probably what is best for this team moving forward. So that is kind of how I would approach the situation. You know, you, you, you so let me just say this by living in Dallas. I, I, I kind of get an insight of what's, what's going on, say with the Cowboys, you know, because that's all they talk about here is Dallas Cowboys. 
you know, what an amazing story. You know who's up for the Philadelphia Eagles job right now? They're, they're looking really, they're looking at Joe Brady, Gerard Mayo, and Kellen Moore whenever there you're you looking go. at young and up and coming coaches. Exactly. Now say that third name for Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, Think former of, Boise okay. State. Boise State Broncos. So did you know that in 2018, Kellen Moore was the offensive quality control coach? A quarterback's coach, excuse me, for the Dallas Cowboys in 2018. And then 2019, they promoted him to offensive coordinator. Yeah. I listen, like I mean, with Dallas, that, that organization, it's kind of weird that they were able to. I don't know yeah. if Mike McCarthy wanted to, but he was Mike McCarthy's offensive coordinator. Right. He was okay. He, so he was retained. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's really hard to do when a coach is bringing, when, a, when an organization is bringing in a new staff. So now he's up for an offensive, uh, for a head coaching job. Now, what about Pat O'Hara? If you really worried about your quarterback, uh, basically either regressing or, progress, or progressing, think about this: why not have, why not hire Pat O'Hara? He works hand, I mean, literally side by side with the offensive coordinator with Arthur Smith. So he's basically Arthur Smith's right hand man when you think about the quarterbacks coach. So that would be a good hire. You know, he's probably ready. He understands the offense. He understands Ryan. They work close together. So if you really want to make a move, I don't think that there's a bad hire. I just think that when you make the hire, just make sure you put somebody in position that knows this system. I think right now, like I said before, the guy that I would go with is Todd Downing. I think, you know, either that I'm not going to bring in Doug Peterson because, again, you bring it in a whole new different system. So who's to say that what you actually saw this year, there's no guarantees you're going to see that in 2021. And we want to make sure that what well, I mean, it's it's every there's always yeah. the pro style offense. I mean, it really never changes. The way that the way the way that the pro style game works, literally all the offenses are the same. They just have different terminology. So I mean, everything is just it's like formations. I mean, there's a pro style offense. We're starting to see more of the read zones, the RPOs. They're implementing a lot of the uh, offensive schemes uh, that you see in college. Now they're bringing that in because most of the quarterbacks that are coming in, like a Mitchell Trubisky, they ran those zone reads, those spread offenses, you know, so now you see a lot of the athletic quarterbacks, you know, again, like Mac Jones coming in, who I would actually take as, you know, first round pick, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> That's your favorite subject. But again, I don't want to like continue to harp on this. I mean, this is just my opinion. If you're a general manager right now, it just comes down two things. Do I want to go out and get a big name like a Doug Peterson? Do I want to go out right now and say uh, Anthony Land or Adam Gase? Okay, do I chance that? Or do you just say, listen, just like we gave Coach Smith, Arthur Smith, a chance in 2019 when Matt LaFleur left to go to be the head coach at Green Bay, maybe we need to do the same if we don't want to change our DNA. Yeah, that very fair points, Denard. And and the only thing I'll, I'll say back to that is, is you very well know play calling is an art. And so if you don't necessarily think a guy that you have making those calls is able to do it, because we can see how, a, I'll throw this example right before we transition. We can see what happens whenever you transition from having one guy call plays to another guy call plays. Just look at our defense from one year to the next yeah. after really not losing a ton of pieces on it. I mean, I know you lost some, but not really losing a ton and looking at the regression that the Titans defense took this year and having someone that, again, I know Doug Peterson would be an outside guy. He's somebody that's not necessarily familiar with the system, but the great, the key to being a great coach 
is being able to adjust your system based off the personnel that you have at your disposal. And I personally think that Doug Peterson has that ability. He has the artistic touch whenever you are looking at an offense. I mean, again, I, I know it didn't work out great. They had lost some pieces, but I mean, he was having to go. His quarterback play wasn't great this year, but I mean, the Carson Wentz to Jalen Hurts system, very different, different ways. And I, I thought he did an all right job at managing that. But Ryan Tannehill, in my opinion, is a much better quarterback than both of those guys that I just named. And so having that weapon at his disposal, not to mention Derrick Henry, we can see. But again, at the end of the day, it comes down to John Robinson, Mike Vrabel, Phil that Keith Carter, Todd Downing, Pat O'Hara, they are of the the makeup that they would be successful in calling plays in this league. And that's just something for John Robinson and Denard. Like I've I've enjoyed this conversation. I always kind of like getting into the the X's and O's to to a standpoint and and seeing kind of how that would work and how different minds treat it differently. So at the end of the day, that's a conversation that John Robinson, Mike Vrabel are going to have to have, and, and we'll see what the, what they come out with, but of whether they're promoting within or they go outside, I, I think it would be hard for them to screw this up. You can screw it up. <laughs> no, you can, you can, but with the you pieces that they have, yeah. I, I, I don't expect them with how they've run this organization so far. I, no. I give them the benefit of the doubt whenever it comes to making these types of decisions. And again, like they know they need to get it right because you saw as we're about to transition uh, the defense, it didn't go necessarily great this past season. And so now they are looking at interviewing defensive coordinators. And, you know, with that, with the new year comes tons of new big games and sports with big games. You need big stakes. Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos perfect for game day. Plus get free shipping with code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V at checkout. So you can try out the snack pack combo featuring small plates with big flavor. We're talking the mini beef Wellington steak, burger sliders. You get the mac and cheese melts. The shrimp wrapped in bacon, a personal favorite of mine, huge shrimp fan. And then you add that touch of bacon. Mm, my gosh. Whew. But with every order, it's flash frozen delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Basically every cut of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks. Big games, big taste. Angie's list is now Angie, and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Denard, you know, the last time, speaking of Kansas City, the Titans, around this time last year, this is where we were gearing up for. We were gearing up for the AFC Championship game, and ultimately, it didn't work. We were like, all right, well, at least we feel good about the defense coming back. We'll see what happens. Dean Pease announces that he is retiring. The defense regressed a good bit, and so now the Titans are looking at hiring a 
defensive coordinator because kind of giving Shane Bowen, Mike Grable split, I guess we'll say responsibilities on that front, did not go according to plan. Denard, you are someone that has played on a Tennessee Titans defense as someone who's watched this team now, knows a ton of DCs in the league. What are you looking for when the Titans kind of make this next hire? Okay, now this is my specialty because, and I'm going to say this. <clears throat> this team, you, you have to address the weaknesses. And for this team, I truly believe it was in the back half this year, especially getting off on third downs. They were the worst team in the National Football League. There's 32 teams in the National Football League. We were dead last and when you're when you can't get off the field on third down, that allows your opponents to sustain drives, which we know common sense tells us with fo dummy football one on one. If a team is able to sustain drives, that usually equates into points. OK, and that's not good for your team. So I need a coach, a defensive minded coach that he will address that issue. OK, because that is a big concern. I'm sure right now they're having their meetings virtual or, you know, whatever, you know, going on over there in the facility and what they're doing from a defensive standpoint, they're Mike Vrabel, John Robinson, the presidents, I'm sure Miss, Mrs. Adams is in there and they're saying, you know what, we need to bring somebody in here that will address that issue. That is an issue that has ultimately cost us a chance uh, at moving on. Okay. Our inability to get off the field. And there's one name that comes to mind when I think about a really great coach that they can bring in here that will correct that problem. And you know who that is? I'm actually interested to hear where you go with this one. Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> I'm messing with you. I just wanted to get a crack. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you let me you wait, should hold see on, the look on my face. I know. Though. You know what? Your your the look said it all. But first of all. When I said that, I, I know I got you. I got you. <laughs> really bad. You know what? You, you, you be hating on Jeremy. First he's of about all, to get a show cause. He's not going to be coaching in college. I can tell I you know, that. But much. he's a he, he was a heck of a defensive coordinator for uh, Nick Saban. I'll tell you that much. And it's but Nick Saban's say, defense. All his defensive know, coordinators do I well. Know, I knew you. Sorry, sorry. Just please continue. Okay. Please continue. Let, let me give you a name. And we've talked about this earlier. And you actually uh, brought it up. And that's Matt Patricia. I don't think that there's a hotter defensive coordinator right now or a defensive minded coach that can actually help turn this defense around and get this defense going forward. It's Matt Patricia. Now, listen, don't look at his record as a head coach, 13, 29 and one. You know, listen, we know that Bill Belichick, one of the things he's like Nick Saban, he develops and he um he grooms really great coordinators and he sends those guys out there uh, to do great things. Unfortunately, that hasn't worked out for uh, a couple of his coordinators so far, including Matt Patricia. But let me say this. Matt Patricia won three Super Bowls as a coordinator in New England. OK, his specialty is secondary. OK, he's coached the Hall of Famer, Ty Law. Tyrone Poole, Rodney Harrison. He's coached those guys. Let me tell you something. This man can flat out coach a defense. And you got to understand that Mike Vrabel and Matt Patricia, they've kind of been home. They've 
They come from that same DNA, that same cut. And that, that's that Bill Belichick style. That is a, a very aggressive, but yet it's a style where you always hold each player accountable in that they know their specific assignment, you know, and they know that defenses, you know, depending on what the offense give you, it can change in a minute, but they always know how to adjust. And that's what good defensive coordinators, they know how to do. They know how to adjust on the run. Things change in a game, like in a matter of seconds. You know, the average play lasts for it lasts four seconds in the National Football League. Typically, every play on every level, it goes no more than, say, four seconds. So within a split second, things it's just it changes like that. I can't tell you when you see we kind of witnessed that this past weekend. When you watch the playoffs, you saw how fast the game was going. It was like tempo. Everything was tempo, 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 tempo. Every possession counts. Matt Patricia, this is his specialty. And if I'm Mike Vrabel and if I'm this organization right now, there's one coach that I'm reaching out to, and that's Matt Patricia. Yeah, don't look at uh, the record as a head coach. Just look at what he was able to do when he was with New England. It's hard to coach there. It's hard to coach under Bill Belichick because he is a perfectionist. But if you think about some of the names that he has put out, Romeo Cornell, let's be honest with you, Romeo Cornell was with Bill Belichick when he was at New, with the Giants back in the uh, early 80s when they had Lawrence Taylor, you know, uh, Pepper Johnson, you know, some of those Carsons, Harry Carson, some of these great players, Everson Walls, I can, uh, Greg Jackson, you know, these uh, great players was coached by Bill Belichick. He had Romeo Cornell. That's Romeo Cornell's specialty is defense. And you think about what M Matt Patricia has been able to do over the last what, 15, 20 years he's been in the National Football League. I mean, he is a great defensive mind coach, defensive minded coach. And another name I'm going to throw out, and I know a lot of times a lot of people have the problems with him because of he's so aggressive, is Greg Williams. He was the initial, I know, I saw the smile on your face, but listen, let me tell you something about Greg Williams. He's the uh, first sorry, he's gonna, I know. No, I no, know. Greg Williams is going to come with Jeff Fisher to coach the University of Tennessee Volunteers. So that one's already out the door. Okay. We don't know uh, if that's going to happen. No, that, I'm just, I'm joking. I'm just, I'm just joking. But Jeff Fisher actually has been uh, trying to get, uh, yeah. So I, I, I don't know I, if that would be a good fit. I love it, Coach Fisher, but, you know, I uh, think he, he's never coached college, man. Like, let's just exactly point is, taken. But I think Greg Williams would be a great uh, addition to the staff if the Matt Patricia, uh, hard doesn't happen because he knows this organization he coached here for four years and then he was with the houston organization for years and he actually coached you know he knows that style he coached under jeff fisher as a linebackers coach you know jeff fisher coached under buddy ryan see these they've taken all of that knowledge and they're able to apply that uh to different schemes okay and uh, what about then if you want to stay in house, let's just be honest. If you don't want to change a thing, what about Jim Haslett? I mean, the linebacker, the uh, linebackers coach for the uh, Titans right now, he's the one. And let me tell you something about Jim Haslett. If you don't know anything about Coach Haslett, he was the Saints defensive coordinator in 1995. He was also the coordinator for the Steelers. Now, the Steelers between 1997 and 1999, they had a great defense, Davey, because I played against those teams. And one of the things that you always knew about those Steeler teams in the late 90s, well, they brought it every play. You know, they had some great players on that defense, okay? So he was the D he was a DC. He was the defensive coordinator back then. And he was also the head coach for the Saints 
uh, from 2000 to 2005. So he has the experience. You've got a really great coach right now. If you don't want to go outside of the doors and hire a new coach, then think about Jim Hasley. He has the experience. He's, he's seen it all in this game. He's been a part of this game for almost 30 years. So, yeah, I mean, there's some – listen, I don't know if there's a, a such thing as making the wrong decision. You just got to find what coach fits what it is that you're trying to do. So I know if I put myself in John Robinson's shoes, which I can't, I can't empathize with him because I'm not making the money he's making, nor do I have the pressure of making sure that I, I make the right hire. But I really believe right now, if you really want a defensive-minded coach that's going to address the issue, as I alluded to earlier, and being a top-five team defensively, when it talks about getting off on third, getting off the field on third downs, you might want to look at Matt Patricia because that name right there, it holds a lot of weight as far as a coach knowing how to get off the field on third downs. That was a specialty in New England when they was winning Super Bowls is getting off the field. Denard, at, at, at a point you mentioned the Steelers, and I think we should probably go ahead and put this out there. I, I guess maybe you might want to say even the leading candidate at this point is Terrell Austin, who is the secondary coach for the Steelers. He's reportedly already interviewed for the job, and, oh gosh, it escapes me. I apologize uh, for who put that out there. I'll try and locate who had the scoop on that one to give them credit, but... You know, that's that's not a bad way. I don't expect them to go in-house, Denard. Uh, you also, on on that note, you talked about Romeo Cornell. Uh, Romeo Cornell will not be staying in Houston. I do not believe when you get to whenever their decision is made on what they're going to do with their future of the organization, Mike Vrabel coached with Romeo Cornell. Uh, is that something he looks to do, uh, thinks, you know what, we're going to kind of keep the same system. I trust Romeo. We'll bring him in here. Uh, and, and go from that that standpoint, I really have no idea as far as where they're leaning whenever it comes to this search. A name I throw out there, uh, I know the system's not going to probably line up, but Wade Phillips is looking to come out of retirement. His last two stops in Denver, he ended with a Super Bowl, uh, or I guess it might have been the year, I don't know, but whenever Gary Kubiak retired, he left Denver. He then went to go with Sean McVay. I don't know if a lot of people know this, Denardi. I don't know. You, you might not. So Sean McVay landed the job with the Los Angeles Rams. Actually took over after Jeff Fisher was relieved of his duties there. Sean McVay, one of the ways he got that job was he told him that I could bring Wade Phillips, bring Wade Phillips in as my defensive coordinator. And, I, I, and rumor has it before that conversation that coach McVay had with the GM, uh, less need if memory serves correctly. Yeah. I don't even think Sean McVay had talked to Wade Phillips about that. He's just like, I don't, I don't know. Might as well just shoot my shot, see what happens. Yeah. Ultimately gets the job. They go to the Super Bowl. Wade Phillips' defense, they don't give up a touchdown to Tom Brady in that offense until the fourth quarter. Unfortunately, the number one offense in the league that year, the Rams, couldn't get anything going that game. So Wade Phillips retired after the 2019 season, which the Rams did not have a good year. But there is a trend where you lose the Super Bowl, you don't do that well the next year. That just always happens. You watch the San Francisco 49ers this past season. They really struggled. It's just there's always something about the loser of the Super Bowl that following year. Not always, but a lot of the time they really struggle. And so 
Wade Phillips the year after the Super Bowl. They didn't do so hot. He retired. They just they didn't renew his contract. But he said he's ready to retire from retirement. Somebody else might have mentioned retirement. Dean yeah. Pease is reportedly going to be joining Arthur Smith's staff in Atlanta. So that's not a, a route that looks feasible at this point. But there's just different things you can do there. The other guy I wanted to mention just because watched him coach a game not too long ago, didn't necessarily go well, Denard, because as you mentioned, Mac Jones uh, kind of got lit up in the national championship, but so did everyone else who played Alabama this year. But Kerry Coombs, who was the secondaries coach for the Titans, not last year, but the year before, took the defensive coordinator position at Ohio State. Brabel, also an Ohio State guy. I know him and Kerry still on good terms from everything that I'm hearing. Is that a possibility? Would Coach Coombs leave Ohio State after a year, come back to be the D.C. here? I don't know. Uh, just a ton of names there. I got a better feel that the offensive coordinator position will stay in-house than I do the defensive coordinator position, but they really could take the D.C. route any way they would like. I just know that, one, they need to get some edge rushers to kind of help get, generate some pass rush, which would then help the secondary not have to cover for seven seconds, it seems like, which is, as you know, Denard, impossible to do at the National Football League. So no. it's just there, – there, there's a lot of different ways they can take it. And, I mean, I know we've thrown a lot of names out there, but it remains to be seen what they're going to do. But hopefully by the time Denard, you and I talk again, we'll have uh, some clarity on at least one side of the ball, maybe. Oh, no? <laughs> can yeah, I ask that with know, a question? Never know. We, we, we will never know. But I will say this to all Titans fans out there, and I played the position. I played defensive back for a long time in the National Football League, D. And let me tell you this. Um, if I know that we're lacking uh, in one area, then that area needs to be uh, – we need to address that area. And I want – if I'm looking for a coach, and let's say I'm a player, and I'm saying, what is it that I'm looking for? I'm looking for a defensive coordinator that's going to put me in position to succeed. Sometimes it's not all the, it's not the players. Sometimes, sometimes it's the scheme, you know, uh, sometimes players are put in positions where they just, uh, they're put in a, a really a uncompromising position. Okay. And what I mean by that is sometimes we saw what happened in the New York game. Okay. When Greg Williams calls on the last was the last play of the game. He calls an all out blitz. And it cover zero. Me. Yeah, cover zero, all out blitz. And that's not the corner's fault. If you get beat on the fade route, what a coach by the a great name of Greg Williams once told me, he says, that's on the coach. It's not on you as a player. You're doing everything that you're supposed to do. So if they run a nine route and blitz coverage, that's not on you. Just compete. Just do what you're supposed to do. Do what's inside of you. Just compete. But we'll take the blame for that. And ultimately, Greg Williams did that. He lost his job. So when I'm a when I'm a player, I'm saying, what coach could help me and put me in a position to succeed? You know, one coach might run a cover zero, and this coach over here might run a zone dog. Now, if I'm playing a zone dog, then I'm playing on top. So I'm playing the fade route. I'm playing the seven route. I'm playing the post route. But if I'm in blitz coverage, I'm all by myself. There's nobody to help me. So I need a coach that's going to call plays that's going to help me out as a former secondary player. I've been in situations before where 
coaches put you in a bad position, but they said, no, you take the blame because you're a player, you get paid, but they don't want to take the, um, they, they, they don't want to hold themselves responsible for a bad call that they've made. I've had that happen. I've been in heated argument in a, just one time with, I don't want to say his name. It, it was in Minnesota. And I'm like, no, you can't call that at this junction, at this time of the game, you're going to call this call. Are you serious? You put me in a bad position. No, you put you, no, you put me in this bad position. So I'm going to tell you something. One of the best secondaries to ever play this game as a whole was the Legion of Boom. Well, I'm talking about Richard Sherman. I'm talking about Cam Chancellor. I'm talking about Earl Thomas. The boys can play. You remember what they did to Denver. They put, boy, that, that D, that D, woo, in Super Bowl. Did you see not the way that they played? Did you see the position that the coach put his players in? They basically, they were looking at Peyton Manning like Peyton. They already knew what Peyton was going to do before Peyton ever did it. You know what it I'm was, saying? It was they a bad sign play. when they snapped the ball over his head on no, the no, first no, play. No, 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 but let me tell you something. No, they were great, man. Was, they were great. They, were, they great. were great because Richard Sherman said it best. He says, we knew what was coming before it ever came. We knew exactly what they were going to do before they did it. You know why? There's a young man who was a defensive coordinator for that team and the secondary coach. His name is Chris Rashad. See, we forgot about that name. He was the passing coordinator down here in Dallas last year. Okay. On the Jason Garrett. Okay, until that um, staff got fired. Now he's sitting out because of the COVID protocols. Chris Richard can flat out coach. And if you're looking for a defensive minded coach, look at what he was able to do for the Legion of Boom. He was their secondary coach when those guys were playing lights out. People were saying that unit up in Seattle is probably one of the best covered. Uh, safety combination that they've seen in a long time in the National Football League. They compare that team to the 1981 San Francisco 49ers when they had a, a this guy by the name of Ronnie Lott. They had McKire, Eric Wright. Um, who was the other safety that they had? It was just a I can't think of the name. That's 81. I was about eight years old. But the, the reason that I know about that 81 49ers secondary is because the young man that coached them coached me at Denver named Ray Rhodes. We call him Ray Bob, a great coach. And I had a chance when I got to Denver, Ray Rhodes specifically, he went after Denard Walker. He wanted me to come in there because he knew I fit the scheme of what he wanted to do as a defensive minded coach. And let me tell you something about Ray Rhodes. Ray Rhodes coached a long time in the National Football League. He was a coach for the uh, Green Bay Packers for a while, the head coach. Great, great defensive minded coach. But one of the things that I loved about Coach Rhodes, he put the secondary in position to succeed. He didn't always call a blitz. Sometimes he'll call a zero blitz. Sometimes he'll put you in a zone. He'll put you in cover too. But he always put you in a position that wasn't going to hurt you, but it was going to help you make plays. And that's what this secondary needs right now. Okay? So Chris Rashard would be a great hire. And if people don't, in Nashville, uh, you don't know that name, do like most people will do. Hey, go Google it. <laughs> you know, if you don't know anything about Chris Richard, he went to the University of Southern California, young coach, very vibrant, very energetic. But this man knows how to put guys in that back half in position to make plays. 
And that's what it's about in the National Football League. It's about making plays. We saw that in the Legion of Boom. We saw that here in Dallas. You know, he was here for two years. They made they had a pretty good secondary. They just as a whole couldn't put it together. And that's why that staff was out. But again, that's just the name. I'm just saying I'm throwing it out there. Chris Richard, one of the best minds. He's a great secondary coach. He understand he understands schemes. And that's what you want is to make sure that the coach they bring in, that he can put that back half in position to not only get off the field, but he'll put them in position to make more plays. And that's what you want for your next hire is a coach that's going to put the back half. We know the linebackers, what they can do. We know what the defensive line can do. What we need to, what we need to do is address the secondary. And once they do that, I'm going to tell you something. This might be a hire that can put this team over the hump and getting them wherever the Super Bowl is going to be next year in that game. That could be the difference maker. Well, Denar, as we know, I mean, the offense this year, outside of their their playoff game, which is going to haunt us for a while, they were able to put up enough points to where you you could get yourself in that type of position. And so now we'll see what John Robinson and Mike Vrabel decide to do as it relates to filling out those positions that are going to be doing the play calling because we can see how critical play calling really is whenever you get down to it. And this year was a prime example for both the offense and the defensive side of the ball. But Denard, we have gone long today, but I have greatly enjoyed this conversation. I am sure that some of these names that we have mentioned will ultimately be who is who will be filling the offensive and defensive coordinator roles for the Tennessee Titans for the upcoming 2021 season. We will keep you updated as more information comes out on who the Titans decide to hire. But Denard, as always, buddy, I've enjoyed talking with you. And I'm looking forward to doing it again next week. And so with that said, you have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at BelieveTitans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.